You've tuned in to this week's episode of Cornerstone Conversations. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cornerstone Conversations with Neil and Matt. It's been a while, so we're probably a bit rusty. Uh, had our big break for Christmas. How are you feeling, Matt? Good. Excited. About what? Well, it's a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and? Yep. <laughs> is, is that it? You're excited? That's it. It's a new year. You should get excited when it's a new year, shouldn't you? I guess so. Looking forward to the good things to come, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. so um, I had a good break, Matt. I hope you had a good break too. Yes, I did. Good to hear. Yeah. So we're um, back talking about our messages from Sunday. And um, while I was away, I really felt uh, God talking to me about not forgetting him and just the ability that we have to forget. And I just, I don't know about you, Matt, but do you forget things much? Sorry, who are you? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're hilarious. Yeah, no, I forget things all the time. It's, yeah, a bit frustrating. Yep. But, um, you know, I just put it down to the fact that I'm so old. (laughs) You're a young fella, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we we do tend to forget things. Um, And it's a normal part of life. But one of the things that I just felt really pressed to do is not to forget about the Lord and the covenant that he has with us and living for him and making sure that he's part of our life. And it can be a real temptation for us as Christians as you know, we, we become saved, but then being saved becomes normal. Um, we, we're saved from sin and, and the terrible things that we used to have in our life, and God moves in an amazing way. And it's actually nothing new. So I, I was drawn to the story uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 31, which is Moses, where God was actually giving Moses a song. They're about to enter the promised land, and... God said to him, Moses, I'm going to give you a song. I want you to write it down. And the point of the song was to remind the people of what God had done and also to be a witness against them. In other words, when they sang the song and they remembered it, they would go, wait a minute, this actually came to pass. Mm. Um, and basically, the, the song was to remind them that they were going to break the covenant that God had made with them. Um, and once they entered the land, he, uh, he told Moses that you're about to die, but once you're gone, these people begin to worship foreign gods, the gods of the land where they're going. They will abandon me and break my covenant that I have made with them. And the song really talked all about that there. And one of the, the verses says this, when they get to that land of milk and honey, um, there they will become prosperous, eat all the food they want, and become fat. But they will begin to worship other gods. They will despise me and break my covenant. And I just was thinking about, you know, with the church and the way the world is at the moment, the tendency that we have sometimes to just forget about God and the things that we do because we become very Mm. Um, self-sufficient. Whether we're not Christians or we are Christians, that we can tend to forget that God has done amazing things and we start to think that we've done them ourselves do you think that is actually a genuine problem yeah absolutely i think there's a there's a real um i guess it's a a tripping point even of of where when when things are going really well you know there there isn't i guess that that um you know the reliance that comes to god when when things aren't going well Mm. you know what i mean like it's yeah um 
you know, thing, things start going horrible wrong and then we're all like, oh, God, where are you? Why aren't you with me? Yep. You know, and start praying about stuff and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, when, when things are going well, it's, it almost becomes an, an afterthought. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a generalisation, but... You know. Yeah, well, it's true, though, isn't it? Like, yep. we're, we're in a desperate situation, and I know lots of people like this, that uh, a desperate situation, let me see, you can pray, and, you know, they're at every prayer meeting, and, mm. and they're trying to get things done, and then they get the answer, and you never see them again. Mm. It's like, I've got what I wanted. Yep. Now I don't have to bother anymore. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> Rather than being yeah. thankful for what God's done. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, for us... I think the danger, like in my heart, the danger is what about our children? Mm. Have they known God? Yeah. Have they seen God? Yeah. Do they even need to seek God? Because there, there is this, uh, this amazing blessing that happens is when we follow after Christ, the blessing of God doesn't just come to us, but it comes to our children. Mm. And so this, the sort of struggle or the mindset I had was, well, how do we teach our children then to actually remember God? I don't know, I don't really have an answer right now, but mm. so I'm looking to you and your great wisdom. Oh, my great wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I mean, it's, it's something that I, I think about quite a lot. I've got young kids. I want them to grow up knowing God and having a personal relationship with him. And so there's there's lots of different things that, that my wife, Ali, and I do and, and we do as a family to try and encourage that. Um, you know, and, and prayer is a really important part of all of that, um, yeah. both... As, as a family unit, but also just in, in like our own personal time, we're always praying for our kids, you know. Um, at the end of the day, it's a personal decision and you can't, you know, it's the, it's the classic, you can't force someone to love someone because that's not love, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I guess, you know, the, the thing there is is just being that example. You know, I look at, I look at you and, and Joe and, and your kids and the way that, that I see, looking from the outside, how you've raised them, and 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 see the connection there um, with God, and and you know, like, and 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 other families as well, and and see how kids have have grown up, have have then established their own personal relationship and all that kind of stuff, and it's just, I guess the using using the I guess not using opportunities, but but making sure that God is part of everything yeah you know and and it's and it's like what what god's talking about here in deuteronomy in saying that when things get good you're going to forget about me and all mm. that kind of stuff and so making sure that that there's there's godly conversation going on all the time um you know and yeah. acknowledging the things that god's doing um yeah you know and i think like in, when you in, talk about stuff you remember yeah. it right so yeah i mean i think when, when you're saying that, like in front of our children, me and Joe were always talking about God. Yeah. They probably got sick of it sometimes. Yeah. But you're only reminded when someone reminds you in a way most of the time, you know mm. what I mean? And, mm. you know, that conversation, the way you live your life around your kids, I think that too can be a little bit, if you don't engage in that, what are your kids actually seeing? Like, you know you've got faith in Jesus. Yeah. But are your kids seeing that? Mm. Is the way that you're acting, talking actually showing them, hey, this is a vibrant, alive faith. Yeah. Um, or not. Yep. Yeah. So it's a challenge, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah, because you're sort of like, oh, I don't want to push my kids. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to let them know God is real and, yep. and be truthful yeah. about things. Absolutely. Um, and 
I think one of the other things, Matt, is that uh, like going now onto Joshua, Moses died, and you know this song was there, and so it was specifically written so the people that were under Joshua's um, leadership that went into the Promised Land wouldn't forget about God. Mm. Um, and Joshua actually charged the people with that. He said, "You know, don't leave God in Joshua chapter twenty-four." And the heart of the people, which is really our heart, I hope, is that they wouldn't ever abandon God. So this is what it says in Joshua 24, 16 and 17. The people replied, We would never abandon the Lord and serve other gods, for the Lord our God is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes as we travelled through the wilderness among our enemies. He preserved us. So the heart was like, Ah, that will never happen. Mm. You know, so mm. they they forgot to guard it, I think. Yeah. And as you, as I read that statement, it's like they know because they said, "For the Lord, the God, is the one who rescued us and our ancestors from slavery." But He hadn't rescued their children mm. because they grew up in the land of milk yeah. and honey. Yeah, no, that's right. And so they hadn't experienced God the way that the ancestors had. Mm. Um, and that's something that I think is really important that our children experience God and then as a result they said that but then Judges 2 uh, verse 7 and 10 talks about how they all died the, and throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel basically mm. they once they all died yep. after that generation died another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel yep. and for me I like we need to see God moving for our kids. Mm. They need to know mm. that he's moving and and definitely don't protect them from the bad stuff. No, they're gonna need definitely to not. God. Yeah. And I think that, that really just highlights the the importance of testimony as well, like yeah. within either, you know, within the family unit, but also within the church environment. You know, you, you, know, you bring your, your family to church and, and you hear and you see testimony of what God's doing in different people's lives and yep. you know so like I know in my family we've had a number of significant challenges with with um, you know medical issues and whatever with my kids and all that kind of stuff and we've seen God at work in that and that's mm. been really good but to be able to then share that with everyone else who you know maybe things are going pretty well for someone yep. and they're in that place of just that that complacency that we're talking about the the, the less reliance on God you know, and, and, you know, that's not how it should be. We should be relying on God in all things, mm. both good and bad. But, you know, having the opportunity to share the things that God is doing yep. and for people to, to see that and to witness it and then to be part of that as well. Like, I think that's a really, really important part of <clears throat> what it is to be community as well, you know, coming together as a family of God and, and not neglecting coming together you know yeah. if you're just sitting in your own world in your in your own family unit or whatever um you know you miss out on on seeing the i guess the bigger picture of what god is doing in mm. our in our community yeah um and you know so we come we come together we have this opportunity to share what god is doing yep and and be encouraged by that yeah you know that's uh, true mm. and i guess like for us hopefully and um our kids probably haven't seen our lives being transformed as God's worked. Mm. But there's other people coming through the church in the community that he's active right now in that area. Yep. Um, not that we're not being transformed still, but there's a different... It, it doesn't seem as dramatic sometimes because you've passed through that 
initial salvation. Yep. And your life has been flipped upside down. But then when you start to live for Christ, it's very different. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so what we need to do then is how do we how do we live that life? And I think for me, there's a couple of verses that I wanted to look at, one in James, uh, or passages, one in James and one in Proverbs. And I think this is something that we need to remember all the time, is to actually trust God and follow after him. Yeah. You know, our decisions, are they based on what we want to do? Or are we saying, you know, God, if you're in this, yeah. let it happen. Yeah. Um, and so I'll read, I'll sort of look at the verses. Uh, James 4, 13 and 14 says, Look here, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to a certain town, I'll stay the year. We will do business there, make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is this. If the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own plans, and all such boasting is evil. Remember, it's sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Mm. And that's very challenging. Am I really asking God into my life every day or not? Yeah. Um, and I think that's actually remembering the Lord. It's like Absolutely, yep. yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's so much there's so much unknown. You know, like you know, we've just we've just entered twenty twenty one. You can sit down at the start of the year and you go, Okay, this year I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z and I'm gonna get yep. this done and I'm gonna do that and yep. and you know, we can we can have all of these plans in place, but ultimately God's the only one that knows mm. exactly what's gonna happen. And and again there's the challenge there that then then surely the response to that is we need to be putting our trust in God and listening to him. Yep. And, and stepping into those things yep. rather than letting our plans get in, in the way of that. And that, I mean, that's a, that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but definitely, definitely that encouragement of remembering who God is. And I think, you know, particularly with the last year, and we, and we haven't been impacted by it too much here in the Territory, but with the COVID stuff, you know, oh. plans changing all the time. Even just yep. this most recent Christmas period, you know, people yep. going away and... And, you know, one minute it, everything's fine, the next minute everyone's in lockdown and, yep. you know, plans can change in an instant. Yeah. And, and I think it's been a really good reminder, well, I've, I've found it to be a really good reminder yep. of, of the fact that, you know, ultimately God is in control and there are, there's only so much that we can do in that space. Mm. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, as it says right right at the end there, it says, you know, remember it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. You know, like there's there's things that God's calling us to do. And if we're so busy making sure that we're doing the plans that we have, yeah. you know, what are what are we missing out on? Yep. Um, so we're not allowing the interruption of the Spirit. No, that's right. That's right, because it doesn't fit in with our plan. Yeah. You know, and that that's part of how God works. You know, he gives oh. us that free choice to decide what we want to do. Yep. Um. You know, I know what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's like, really, that is a worldly mindset, isn't it? Like, yeah. let's make plans. Let's set goals. We're going to reach yep. these goals. You can dream. You can do anything you want. Yeah. But as a Christian, we actually don't own our life anymore. It belongs to Christ. And no, we that's can, right. We can have those things. And, um, you know, if we delight in the Lord, he'll give us the desires of our heart. So we will get a desire to do what he wants mm. anyway. Mm. Um, but we, it's okay to have the plans. But then I think it's just that little bit there that says, if if God wants us to, mm. yeah, yeah. I think that I think the key too is you said it just before that 
that it's not our life, it's God's. Yeah. As well, you know, like I think we have sometimes, and again, I know I've been challenged with this more recently, is that, that, um, you know, when when we enter into relationship with Christ, it says that we die to ourselves. Yeah. And it's not, so it's not our life anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's it's Jesus' life in us and we're along for the ride. Yeah. And, and it's not, yeah, this is, I don't know if that makes it, the way I'm explaining that makes sense or not, but it's, it's like we're actually, we're actually not, it's not our life anymore. Mm. It actually belongs to God and, and, yep. Um, you know, again, it just, I guess it just reinforces that, you know, what, what are we doing? How are we responding? You know, yep. are we, are we actually listening to what God wants to do with his life in me? Yep. You know, we are a, a vessel and that's it. Yeah. And well, that's, thing, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is that whatever God wants us to do or the life he wants us to live is always going to be amazing and exciting. Yeah. It's not boring and dumb and like. I think I said on Sunday, it's not about, you know, God needing us to obey him because somehow he needs to assert his authority. He doesn't care mm. in terms of that. Like, it's not for his benefit that we obey him, it's for ours. Mm. And when we do, we live this life of fullness. And, um, yeah, let's finish off with this one, Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord, turn away from evil, then you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones. And I think that really sums it up. Mm-hmm. Have I thrown myself on the Lord? Yeah. Am I really seeking him? Am I really wanting his will? Yeah. And, and I just love that there. Because like, a lot of Christians are, I don't know what to do. What does God want me to do? Um, basically, that just says, just seek him and he'll mm. show you. Mm. Stop worrying about it. And I think half the time it's because we're trying to find out what to do rather than just seeking God. Yeah. That's it. He'll show us. Yeah. You know, build that relationship. And from that, it's like if I'm good friends with you, if, I, if I'm always wondering what Matt wants me to do but never spending time with you, how am I possibly ever going to know? Yeah, true, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm actually walking with you, yeah. it's very obvious. And I don't even ask. It's like... Yeah. I'll pick it up. Yep. No, That's it. It's very easy. It's yep. very good. I like that. Yeah, me too. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Matt. And uh, hopefully all you listeners are back. <laughs> 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 we'll catch you later.